When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Checking in late in the day here on Daily Thrones. The show got started late. That's life sometimes. Uh, but I've still uh, taken in Eastwatch. So much to unpack with Eastwatch. Such We're having fun. This is what I love about Game of Thrones. This is why I love this episode. We as fans are digging in these little prophecies, little speculations, and uh, how things matter. The big thing, I think, is... John being, well, not a bastard. How will people find out about this, and will it affect the lens? The big question to me is, does it affect Danny? She seems to be gaining in some, uh, shall we say, admiration for uh, Jon Snow. And all jokes aside about her having a little crush on him, she has some respect for him. Respect for him as a leader, respect for what he's trying to accomplish. When he says he's going to run off to the wall by himself to lead the attack... Danny, Danny absolutely respects that. I think that's somewhat different than the lords of Westeros before him. So, what happens when then Danny learns? Well, this seat that you claim to have, this seat on the throne, John's claim is better. Does that out Danny as a bad guy, as a heel? I am less and less thinking that Danny is going to go, quote, bad. I had that thought early on. A lot of people did. But I'm more and more thinking that she is just like Aegon. She's just a conqueror. And I'm okay. A lot of people seem to be upset with Daddy for the bend or burn type of mentality. But Tarly, he made his choice. It's a brutal choice. As he said on the show, choices aren't, well, they're not as clear these days. They're not as easy these days. But Danny said, bend the knee or I'll burn you. Cersei kind of says the same thing too. If you don't follow her, she blows up, blows you up in the Sept of Baylor. It's working. But will Danny find this determination? Will, will she still have it, I should say, when Jon Snow is revealed as the better claim? What will happen? Questions coming in, reactions coming in. Keep calling in here on Daily Thrones. Going to post a bunch now. You guys are enjoying uh, uh, Eastwatch just as much as I had. There's so much to unpack. Hey, Ken. I absolutely loved this episode. I don't really know how anyone's disappointed. I wasn't really expecting a big battle, so that's probably why I wasn't disappointed by this episode at all. There were some really huge things that happened. Seeing Gendry back was awesome. Seeing uh, Sansa and Arya kind of... The tension between them and Littlefinger manipulating it was sweet. I really hope that plot line gets explored further, and I'm sure it will. But the biggest thing to me has to be Gilly reading about how Prince Rhaegar got his first marriage annulled. That's that's huge. That means John is true-born. He's grown up his entire life thinking he's a bastard, but he's actually not. He has a better claim to the Iron Throne than Danny. I think that's going to be very big information if John ever finds out and everyone else finds out it's just it's gonna be wild so i'm very excited for next week's episode 
Billy's reaction about Eastwatch got me thinking about something here, about when John finds out. Now, I, I had this conversation with you all here in Daily Thrones that when John finds out, he's going to he's gonna deny it at first. He's not going to believe that he's a Targaryen. I think more than anything, he just wants to be Ned Stark's son, but he's not going to believe it. So what happens, though, when he's faced with the fact that your whole life you've been a bastard in everyone's eyes and more importantly you've been a bastard in your eyes and your heart you believed it it formed a lot of who you are but guess what you're not even that you're the natural son of Lyanna Stark and Rhaegar Targaryen you should be on that Iron Throne will Jon want it? he doesn't want to be king now he's a good king he takes he takes the uh, the role of, of a king seriously he, he said to Danny this week hey I don't need your permission leave I am a king so what will happen, though, when he is told he is the king? Will he walk away from that? Will he want that? Could be an interesting choice John makes. Let's not forget, of course, none of this will really matter if they don't defeat the Night King. But let's say they do. Would John sit at the throne? Would he run off, find some peace somewhere, finally? Hey Ken, Eastwatch was a great episode, perhaps quieter than the last two, but I still loved every second of it. Season 7 still flying incredibly high. One of my favorite smaller moments is Gendry meeting Jon. I love how he strides boldly into the cave and against Davos' counsel declares that he's the son of Robert Baratheon. It was great to see the two of them quickly bonding over their presumed bastard status and reminiscing about how their presumed fathers, Robert and Ned, were best friends who, quote, fought together and won. That interaction would have been incredibly powerful even if there were no deeper layers to unpack. But of course, the fact that Jon is actually Rhaegar Targaryen's son, their fathers were enemies who fought against one another rather than together, and Gendry's father killed Jon's father using a warhammer very similar to the one Gendry now wields. It's ironic, but absolutely fascinating and powerful in its own right. Jon and Gendry believe one thing, the audience knows the truth, but it works on every level. The son of Robert Baratheon and the son of Rhaegar Targaryen are now friends and brothers in arms. The world can sometimes bring the strangest people together. Hey, what's going on, Ken? Just another great episode of Game of Thrones. Just really excited about it. Um, the thing with Cersei being pregnant, I do believe she is pregnant, but I also think she's going to lose the baby. Just based on the prophecy, she's had her three kids. All three kids have died. I just don't think this one's going to make it to term. And that's going to drive her more into madness. And that's what's going to drive Jamie away from her. But the most exciting part of the episode for me was when John and Gendry met. And that just gave me flashbacks of Ned and Robert fighting in Robert's rebellion and how good of friends they were. And the other crazy thing is that John and Gendry are cousins. Gendry's great grandmother was a Targaryen. So there's a blood relation there, and I just can't wait to see them go beyond the wall and fight together. Oh, thanks, Ken. Hey, Ken. I mean, Cersei could absolutely be lying, but, you know, I kind of think she's telling the truth about being pregnant. But the interesting thing is the whole witch, the whole prophecy, when she was told you'll have three children. So just because she might be pregnant, that doesn't necessarily mean she's going to stay pregnant if, you know, the witch, you know, the prop, the whole prophecy thing is all true. So it's definitely something to think about. Hey, Ken, it's Nikki. I knew that Cersei was going to get knocked up. I saw that coming. I can't believe that you didn't see that coming. But I definitely saw that. 
now it's a motivation, of course, for Jamie, and it's a motivation for them. They have a house. Their house will maintain. The Lannisters will prevail, that kind of thing. So I definitely saw that coming and see that as an impetus, of course, for Jamie to continue his fight and to maintain his loyalty with Cersei. But you know, who knows what's going to happen from here. And I do believe she actually is pregnant. Yes. So let's, uh, let's see where this is going. All right. Let's talk Cersei being preggers. I got to say this one caught me completely off guard of all the theories and all the speculations we go through here on daily thrones on thrones talk or anywhere you want to talk about game of thrones. I didn't hear that one. You might have heard that in your circles. I was not expecting this one at all. It did not seem uh, like uh, uh, this was possible, right? I didn't even I didn't even think about it. But here we are. Cersei's claiming to be pregnant, boldly proclaiming it is Jamie's child. Jamie was moved. Great scene from him. Confused, a little upset. Cersei's one step ahead of him. She knew about the meeting with Bronn and Tyrion. What's Cersei trying to gain? We know she's trying to not pull one over Danny, but like, all right, we might lose this war. I'm not an idiot. We'll meet with her and we'll win some other way. But then she throws this pregnancy thing in Jamie's face, you know, and seemingly in a good way. Hey, we're going to win for us. We're going to win for our new baby. Twisted as it may be. Do you believe her? That's the question. And I do believe her. How does it tie to the prophecy with Maggie the Frog? Maggie the Frog said, you got three kids? They're all going to die. Didn't talk about a fourth. Talk about the Valencar killing her at that point. But the prophecy was only half used on the show, so it's open for interpretation. Maybe the prophecy just got this one wrong. I don't know if it's show only. I'd be very interested to see if this pregnancy shows up in the books. I could almost see that not. This kind of is one of those little subtle changes the show will make from time to time that is different than the, the books. Uh, I'd be curious. Uh, do anyone have eyes on George R. R. Martin? What's he saying about this one? But for now, she's pregnant. I believe it's true, and I believe a lot of like what you guys are saying. She's not going to carry it to term. Something will happen. Maybe Jamie will have to make a horrible decision. Oh, it's so Game of Thrones to kill both of them, Cersei and the child. Could he do that? He just wanted to be a father. You saw that. He finally got that moment with Marcella and she dies. She never really had the... He ne, Jamie never had those moments with Joffrey and Tommen. That could be the tragedy that's leading up to it. I believe it's hers. I believe it's real. I believe it's his. But that baby is going to cause bigger problems for Cersei and Jamie. So we just watched the episode and a little uneventful, but pretty stoked. And we think Arya is going to kill Sansa. New caller alert, new caller alert, Joshua, with a simple direct call. The episode, yeah, definitely a slow, roast, slow roasting quiet episode, but big stuff in it, like, for instance, Arya and, and, and Sansa are fighting. Josh was saying, maybe Arya will kill Sansa. Not the first time I've heard this, and I find it completely possible. Not necessarily probable, but what is going to happen with Arya and Sansa? If... They throw aside their differences and come together and take out Littlefinger. I could see that, but I want that to be a long play. But I have a feeling the way this... If it happens this season, 
to be too fast. And the show has been moving fast. I've actually loved the pace of season seven. But some things, even my good friend Jorah's getting healed and returning and now going north of the wall probably to die. Even that um, seems a little too fast. If Ari and Sansa are going to end up working out their differences and taking out Littlefinger, I want that to be longer. I want it to matter. But if Arya is going to keep turning on Sansa to the point that she kills her, that'd be a twist I would not even see coming. What do you guys think? Is that even possible? Even as crazy as Game of Thrones can get? Could that be where this is heading? Guys, that's it for today. We are still unpacking Eastwatch, and I got a lot of great calls from you guys today that are going to factor in tomorrow, including theories from a show-only guy, and I love that kind of perspective. I love uh, looking at what what does the show show you if you're not familiar with the books. We got some great theories there, theories about Littlefinger, what does he know, and stuff about Sir Jorah, Longclaw, Longclaw, Night's Watch, and what is this SEAL Team 6 of John, this magnificent 7 of Snow, what? Are they going to bring back? Or baby, the question is, who? More tomorrow on Daily Throw.